I'm Walter Cronkite. I'd like you to hear something. They're radio ham, amateurs, giving of their own time and spending their own money. CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Your volunteer-run station. They're just two average guys who saw the need and volunteered. Uh, <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. And I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all. Make sure to catch... <laughs> All right. I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hi, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? <laughs>
Good evening. Hivayilta. This beginning is a delicate time, and a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's Sandy Community Radio Station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast an average of 1,800 watts from unseated Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland. From Squamish to Bellingham, west past Point Grey, and then dipping south across the Sailor Sea. And our signal then heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up through the sky and deep into space. For as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. Damn the tornadoes. And then our signal dives down well into the underground. From where we come from. And from where all good things bubble up. Telesotic subscribers can tune in to CITR channel 7023. At least that's the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web. www.citr.ca there you'll find the Exploding Head Movies show page, and it contains track listings and downloads for every episode. And in due course, if you're listening live, this very one. Plus a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. You can also find that podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosave, and Stitcher. For those times, you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless or then the Chefcast stream through the website. My name is Gak, and I'll be your guild navigator for the next two hours, so prepare the melange as we travel far and things get spicy. You should have received your complimentary newly regulatory sandworm in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, earthworms should be more accessible and less prone to dragging your residents and yourself underneath, though you might have to sort of time together a little bit to get the true effect. I leave it to you to come up with your own cortege or convoy of these creatures because yes sometimes the listener requires their own exercise phone number for the station for those who are listening live is 604-822-2487 and that spells out UBC C-I-T-R with the area code to keep it short and sweet and to the point giving me time to answer and yes I will sound like I have a mask over my face it is not a muted, muddled effect. At least something that we apply on the board here. Nope. You got many people talking to the same microphone. You gotta be safe. You can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. On Twitter, at 100 Air, and on Instagram, I am Myopic Man. In the background, this is Mas Aya, and off this year's album, Mascaras. This track is called Key. Mas Aya is the project of Toronto multi-instrumentalist, primarily known as percussionist, producer and composer Brandon Valdivia. And he has worked with numerous acts like U.S. Girls, Sandro Perry, Sukian Lee, Lido Pimienta, and the latter of which appears on one of the other songs, Mascaras. And throughout this debut album, you can hear his wide, varied sounds ranging from trap, 
footwork, intelligent dance music, and bits of dancehall reggae. This one's sounding a little exotic and atmospheric in a way. As though the spa that you're getting your uh, pedicure at is starting to list at sea. If you're curious, Mas Aya refers to two things. One's the hometown of Nicaragua where his grandmother's from. And then two, it riffs on the Spanish phrase El Mas Aya, or the beyond. And we start off with another act from Toronto, the Love Me Knots. And that is all one word, knots as though they were astronauts. Off the EP, Extravehicular Activity, which also came out in 2021, we heard Spice Always Flows. Love Me Knots of the quartet of Andrew Moljgun, Alex Furlot, Josh Cavan, and Jonathan Hyde. And since that EP, they released the album In Space. It features the track Spice Always Flows, along with a few other cuts off that EP. Much more tied to their affection for science fiction subjects, ranging from NASA, Star Trek, and as that title alludes to, Dune, D-U-N-E, Frank Herbert's science fiction series that has made a vast impression on readers when it started in the 1960s, and it ties into this week's profile here on Exploding Head Movies. In honor of the recent adaptation by Denis Villeneuve, at least part one of a proposed two, we're going to listen to selections from Hans Zimmer's score, and then we're going to go back to 1984 with David Lynch's ambitious but flawed version, which was scored by the rock band Toto. Now, I've been looking forward to the 2021 version since it was first announced, since Dune has fueled a lot of what we associate with modern sci-fi, inspiring numerous tales, whether it's not just space travel and battles and political intrigue, the idea of a chosen one and desert worlds. So you think where Star Wars and Harry Potter got their roots from, many other sci-fi resources, even though science fiction has existed for a while, Dune kind of reset the field. Otherwise, yes, it is daylight saving time is over. We're now back in Pacific Standard for at least one more year. Hopefully at some point we can standardize and not change clocks all the time. We shall see. Otherwise, happy Diwali to all your listeners as the Hindu, Jain, Sikh, and Buddhist festival lights just ended over the weekend. Plenty of candles and fireworks to highlight this bright time. And hopefully you all survive the windstorm here on the endowment lands. It sounds like the winds might be picking up later this evening, so batten down the hatches and stay safe. We're going to start off the show with something we haven't been able to do fully in almost two years and talk a lot about live shows. And there's plenty of concerts on tap this week and next in Vancouver. And up first, it's Kay Trinata. Live Nation and Blue Nation, Blueprint Events presents Kay Trinata along with guest Pomo at the PNE Forum this Saturday, November 13th. Doors at 6.30. Show at 7.30. And it's all over at 9.30. And this show has been sold out for quite some time. So hopefully you have your tickets already. And the good news is it's an all-ages show. From his 2019 sophomore album, Bubba, this will be Kay Trinata with guest Estelle, and the song is called Oh No. You're now listening to Exploding Hemis Live at the Realms of Studio A of that radio station that you know and love, but we'll also check if you're wearing a mask, because you know that's how we roll. This is CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Give me a reason, give me a reason to go. 
Double shot in Montreal there, started with Kate Trinata with Ono, featuring Estelle on vocals there off the 2019 album Bubba. And again, Kate Trinata is playing at the PNE Forum this Saturday, November 13th at a sold-out show. So we have tickets for that already. Another sold-out show ties to the song we just heard, and we heard Tops. That was just a single that they put out earlier this year called Party Again. Definitely shaking off a bit of that hopefully post-pandemic milieu, even though it still feels like we're totally in the middle of it still. We still got a lot of people hospitalized right now, and it is still spreading. Latest album from Tops is last year's I Feel Alive, and MRG Live presents Tops, along with special guest Sean Nicholas Savage, this Thursday, November 11th. That's Remembrance Day at the Imperial, at the corner of Maine and Hastings. Doors at 7, shows at 8, it's a 19 and older show, and yes, sold out already. Behind me, this is Umberto, alias of composer Matt Hill, and his, from his score to the 2020 film Arch Enemy, this is Threat Level Assessment. It's an indie superhero mystery thriller with Joe Manganiello as a mysterious man who claims to have superpowers, but he lost them. He meets a teenager, then they help clean up the streets from a drug gang. Directed and written by Adam Egypt Mortimer. And of note, the cinematographer for Arch Enemy was Helena Hutchins. And she's sadly been in the news recently as she was the one who died on set during the filming of Alec Baldwin's film Rust when a prop gun discharged it with an apparent live round. Same shot injured director Joel Souza, but it mortally injured Hutchins on October 21st this year, and she died at the age of 42. There's an investigation currently underway, and it's ongoing, as actor and producer Alec Baldwin was the one firing the gun during a rehearsal on set in New Mexico. And there were concerns already beforehand about the safety of that film set. Associated with recent strike action by her union, the International Cinematographers Guild is part of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, there's questions about how the gun was being used, rumors that people were just shooting target practice with the same material, nothing was secured. There's a lot of speculation going on right now with what's happening, but no charges have been laid yet. It's allowed the police to keep up the work as everyone mourns Hutchins. And if you're curious to see some of her other work, especially if you want to see what potential we'll never now fully realize, Go look up the 2019 film Darlin, 2020's Blind Fire, and this year's The Mad Hatter. Because in all likelihood, I don't know if Rust will complete itself or not. Anyways, let's go back with more live music here happening in town. And from Toronto, the weather station's touring in support of her latest album, Ignorance. And Tambor Concerts presents the weather station as part of the Ignorance World Tour. There are guests opening up, currently not mentioned, and I couldn't find them. And this show is happening this Friday, November 12th, at the Hollywood Theater at 3123 West Broadway. An old movie theater that's recently changed hands and has slowly turned into something like the real theater. They were definitely active as parts of Vancouver International Film Festival's screening. Quality Heritage Theater here in West Point Grey. It is an early show, so doors are at 7, shows at 8, and everything is over at 10 o'clock. Tickets are still available through ticketweb.ca. I think it's about $25 plus service charges, so it should be just a little over $27. 
And it's a 19 and older show with current valid ID photo and then proof of double vaccination, which will be the story for a lot of these live events going forward. From the album Ignorance, this will be the weather station, and the song is Atlantic.
swimming in a cooler Trying to fit a feeling in a line Everybody does it for the mantle Everybody's doing fine It's too soon to confess my love But I know you need to hear it soon So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to lie to you? Is that what good romantics do? Am I supposed to lie to you? Sam Tudor, of his new album, Two Half Words, we heard Dance Call. Tudor put out his first album about seven years ago, and he is a CITR and Discorder alumnus. He used to provide a lot of written word sections for the sister magazine to CITR, to the point that for a while there he interviewed various radio hosts side of the shows that we're doing. And I was one of those selected few, or at least the series seemed to have come to an end before interviewing everybody, and of course, usual turnover, folks, but yeah, it's about 10 years ago. Met with uh, Sam, went over what this show is about, which always seems to be learning on the fly. And of course, I think there's something I said at that point I always hope to do, which 
his own musical version of this show, but yeah, that is ambitious. <laughs> we'll figure it out at some point. Yeah, but Sam Tudor plays a show along with another Vancouverite, another Sam. This one is Sam Lynch. Sam Lynch, Sam Tudor play. Well, it's not this week, as I sort of realize if I can actually do calendar days. Next week, next Wednesday, November 17th at the Wise Hall and Lounge. That's at the corner of Victoria and Adnac, just a block east of the drive. Shows at 7 p.m. Tickets are available for $25 plus service charges. Just go to the website Brown Paper Tickets. Look up Sam Tudor. Look up Sam Lynch. Should be the same night. Please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. And of course, photo ID. Proof of double vaccination. In the background, this is Demetrio Cacitelli. And from this year's album, Nuance. This is Nuance. Zero, one. If you're thinking Italian, it's Nuance Uni. Cacitelli is an Italian musician, improviser, composer, and research artist. You can definitely hear his drone effects at work here, but he also does a little bit of mixture of the music concrete. Now, there's one last show to tell you about. Originally had something lined up for Julian Baker, but her show at the Hollywood was postponed in light of COVID-19. Not too many folks have crossed the border into Canada, even though overnight the borders have reopened. But touring is a logistical intricacy. And at this point, the promise is that Julian Baker should try to come back to Vancouver in 2022. But... As you can tell, it's been mostly Canadian acts that have started to brave the roads. And the Cowboy Junkies are next up. They originally had a show scheduled last April. So the good news is if you had a ticket for that date, it will be honored for this one as Live Nation presents an evening with the Cowboy Junkies. They'll be next Thursday, November 18th at the Chancellor of the Performing Arts here on UBC campus. Doors at 7 show at 8. There are still limited tickets available via tickets. Dot ubc.ca tickets start at $48 it is an all ages show but bear in mind there is reserved seating in effect from their most recent album which is 2020's Ghosts here are the Cowboy Junkies with Desire Lines
Ta-ta. Now the patriarchy is dead, and we killed it. If you identify as a woman, femme, trans, or non-binary, CITR wants you on the air. You can talk about literally whatever you want as long as you care about it. No worries if you have no experience. We'll train you in everything you need to know. Come by CITR and say hi. Hey, hi, hello. From 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday to help us never play Led Zeppelin on CITR 101.9 FM ever again. Now it's time for an update from the Exploding Head Movies Sports Desk. Racist baseball team, four. Cheating baseball team, two. There is your sports update.
Faye Webster, off her fourth album, I Know I'm Funny, Haha, ha, which came out this year through the Secretly Canadian label. We heard a dream with a baseball player. Along with that coming out this year, the singer-songwriter put out an EP called Live at Electric Lady exclusively for Spotify a few weeks ago. And the baseball player in question that she fell in love with is Ronald Acuna Jr., an outfielder with the Atlanta baseball team. Alas, he was injured earlier this year. He was like one of those hot prospects with a whole bunch of other juniors, like Fernando Tatis Jr. and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So, the Atlanta team changed the entire outfield during the uh, trade deadline in July, and those revamped by former Toronto Blue Jay GM Alex Anthopoulos. And the Atlanta Braves won the World Series over the Houston Astros last week. The Astros working to redeem themselves after their cheating scandal from four years ago when they stole signals and relayed them to batters via banging a trash can. Demonizing the entire team, forcing a lot of management to get fired. And yes, commend Atlanta for pulling off the World Series win, but... Again, I can't actually listen to any home games in Atlanta because they do that tomahawk chop and uh, that sort of vague racist kind of chant that they do. They claim that it has the authority with the local tribes, but uh, as people have determined, there are very few local tribes actually in Georgia itself. They're in neighboring states, so I hope one day they can sort of redeem themselves. And behind me, this is Wodwo, off of this year's album, You Only Call Me When There's an Apocalypse. This is Low Sung. And Wodwo is the alias of Ray Robinson out of Derby in the United Kingdom. It's one half of the act jar. Lovely stuff through the, sub, the submarine broadcasting, yes, recording company. My name is Gak, you're listening to Exploding Hemus here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Safely ensconced in darkness now, there's no tease of having any daylight whatsoever. With daylight saving gone, and this show starting well into the evening. Kind of a natural home for this show, since it requires a lot, based on imagination, and usually cold weather. Up next, we'll go to Senegal with a bit of a French connection here. And uh, throughout the rest of the show leading up to our profile, we will be heading to Africa and the Middle East. Since we are teasing the world of Dune and Dune found inspiration in that territory. And this artist is Anaïs. 
A-N-A-I-I-S. And she put out her debut album, This Is No Longer a Dream. Oddly enough, to the Dream Sequence label. And there's some wonderful stuff here. It leads into some long-form classical before things go off the rails. From This Is No Longer a Dream, this is Anais with Ultraviolet Counts. like to stare out of the window on long car rides thinking about your feelings? Do you like to watch the trees sway with the wind to the gentle sounds of an acoustic guitar? Then Feeling Sounds is the radio show for you. Tune in to CITR 101.9 FM on Thursdays at 4 p.m. for some soft indie music. Sit on the
From the score to a buto dance called Hana, Three Bodies, we heard Josephine Runstein with part two associated with water. We heard Cold Burn. Runstein is a Swedish violinist, percussionist, and composer. And if you want a little something else to contextualize yourself with your music, Last year, she released an album that was collaborated with Charles Spearin, those connections to uh, the broken social scene. And they recorded something in Northern Italy in 2019 called Thank God the Plague is Over, inspired by the elimination of the bubonic plague back in 1976. And of course, an irony of releasing it in the midst of a new pandemic, such as it is. In the background, this is Vancouverite Gordon Gurdina. And this is him playing the Oud. And he's joined by Jim Black on drums. From this year's album, Martian Kitties. This is a monkey. Could do it. A bit of a tease of the Middle Eastern part of the show here. But before we get into that, let me just remind you that you are listening to Exploding Emmys here on CITR. 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory from uh, the student nest on UBC campus. If you can't listen to 101.9 FM, if you have Telesoptic, we're on channel 7023, so you can listen to the radio on your TV. You can stream live at www.citr.ca. And if you can't listen live, Exploding Head Movies is available as a podcast. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. Though some of these may be already out, since they're not necessarily tied to a Friday release schedule. So, if you go to your favorite record store, or you find your music online, some of this may already be available. And this list comes from the websites filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net. As new releases go, there is a new anime version of Blade Runner called Black Lotus, which is scored by various artists. It's coming out through Alcon Sleeping Giant. Bear McCrary provides the music to the latest Call of Duty game called Vanguard, and that's coming out through Activision. Clifford, the Big Red Dog. The CGI version is scored by John Debney, that's coming out through Paramount Music. Another video game here, scored by Gustavo Santorolaja, and that's El Cid themes and inspirations, that's coming out through Lakeshore Records. That label is also putting out Santorolaja's music from the Apple Plus film with Tom Hanks, a dog and a robot called Finch. Otherwise, The Electrical Life of Lewis Swain is scored by Arthur Sharp. That's coming out through Milan Records. And Craig Armstrong's score to The Most Reluctant Convert will be self-released this week. Otherwise, on the re-release front, there's a remastered score by Stelvio Ciprani from Deviation coming out through Decca Classics. Rachel Portman's music from Emma is coming out through Hollywood Records. I Never Sang from My Father. That's scored by Al Gorgoni. And Barry Mann, that's coming out through Bell Records. And that label is also putting out Dominic Frontier's score from On Any Frost. Wait, get the day right here. On Any Sunday. And then season two to Stargirl is scored by Pinar Toprak. That's coming out through Water Tower Music. Those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. Let's have it over to Israel next with Afra Haza. Full name, Batsheva Afrahaza Ashkenazi. She was the Israeli Madonna, 
as she was a huge part of the Israeli music scene from 1970 to 2000, so well early in her career as a young kid. And she covered a wide range of styles. And you may have actually heard her and seen her kind of in parts in the 1998 Disney film The Prince of Egypt because her likeness was used as for one of the characters. She also sang one of the key songs in at least 20 different languages. And now, yes, that movie was scored by Hans Zimmer. Afrahaza died from AIDS-related pneumonia back in 2000 at the age of 42. Israel went into mourning and played her music nonstop. Uh, although this song has 2000 in the title, it actually came in 1997. Off her self-titled album, this is Afrahaza with Imnim Alu.
the story behind that song is kind of amazing, but at least we'll set the snare right here so you know who it is, and then we'll figure out how it all comes together. That was Tanya uh, from a 1982 single through the Alibaba label in Montreal. That was the A-side, which is Darladi, La Da Da. Tanya was a Montrealer part of the Canadian disco scene, which later turned into high NRG with Italo disco parallels in the early 80s. And the original version, at least that is part of pop culture, was done by the French singer Dalida, whom we heard last week with Don Leville Dormier. And Darlita sang Darladi La Da Da, based on a Greek folk song called Derlada, which is sung by sponge divers whilst traveling in their kike boats across the Aegean Sea as a way of sort of boosting morale as they dove down and collect sponges at the bottom of the sea. So, just think. Disco sponges, as it were. Although, based on folk traditions, it maybe may not have had that kind of stomp and beat, but, you know, a cheerful time, hopefully, for those at sea. If you're curious, the song was translated in multiple languages. I will tell you this was a big hit in Finland, although it was mistranslated as Derlanda. Because that's how music sort of traveled in the 60s and 70s. Behind me, this is new Fatima Al-Kadiri. And off of the new album Medieval Femme, there's a stolen kiss of a succubus. Al-Kadiri is a Senegalese travels around based in time for the UK but now based in New York and uh, along with the music that she makes for albums she has done a few soundtracks and we did a profile of her in the past for the 2019 film Atlantics which we profiled in Exploding Head Movies episode 495 from March 2020 recent soundtrack from Al-Kadiri she worked on this year's film The Grandmother something I have to go hunt for to see if there was a soundtrack actually released for it We'll stay in Montreal with a very much more an experimental and mournful vibe here with Jerusalem in my heart. One of the members, Radwan Ghazi Moumet, gave an interview recently with the website The Quietus over the inspiration of the new album Kalak. And uh, in the midst of writing music for it, he received news from all his family in Lebanon when last year's massive port explosion happened, and that killed 218 people injured over 7,000 and took out all the buildings around the docks, devastating the country, and of course highlighting a secret history with Lebanon and its government, as apparently some unknown ordinances were housed in a warehouse that caught on fire and just took out everything. Kalak translates from Arabic as very worried or deeply anxious, and as we're about to hear, some traditional Arabic sounds are mixed with field recordings and electronic elements. And you're going to hear the bazook here throughout, not just this song, but the entire album. And that might tie a little bit into what we hear from Dune, although I will say I got two instruments mixed up, so it could be wrong, because I know there's also the duduk along with the bazook. This apparently also includes the sounds of the city of Beirut, to the point they were cited as a featuring act not to be confused by the Balkan Indie Pop Act of the same name. I'm still trying to find a proper translation for this song title here. From the album Kalak, 
This is Jerusalem in my heart with Istash Raktak. Individuals who experienced sexual misconduct as a member of the Canadian Armed Forces or as an employee of the Department of National Defence and or staff of the non-public funds Canadian Forces may qualify for financial compensation and participate in a restorative engagement program. Claims for financial compensation and the restorative engagement program must be filed by November 24, 2021. File a claim. Participate in restorative engagement. Be heard. File a claim at caf-dndsexualmisconductclassaction.ca.
Michel Gascoe, featuring some performance there by Ahman Al-Hassan. From this year's album, Hanin, Field Recordings in Syria, 2008 to 2009, we heard Muslim Rahal and Taksim Kurdi. That last part translates the Kurdish division. I suspect Rahal is a town. Translation services aren't helping. And reading the liner notes has not provided enough context here. I've decided to say that Gasco has a filmmaker and musician, and he traveled to Syria for four years, recording a snapshot of the diverse and vibrant music being created there. Hearing instruments like the oud that we heard uh, Gordon Gurdina play earlier. And then prior to that, the electric bazook. I also heard the bazook in the Jerusalem in my heart piece beforehand, Istashraktak. Gasco indicated that uh, the point is Syria is a cradle of civilization, but it's not an open museum. Culture has adapted over the thousands of years and it's still progressing to this day. But of course, Syria has been split into various factions since they've been in the civil war now for about seven years. Causing a refugee crisis, a diaspora, and this ripple effects throughout the world. In the background, this is the late Alan Hawkshaw, joined by Brian Bennett. And from the 2018 production music library album, The Full Circle, this is Serengeti. So we've gone into a little bit more of like a, a Western perception of what the desert is like. Alan Hawkshaw recently passed away, a main force primarily on the organ, which we're not hearing here. And now we get into the world of Dune. Start off as a novel by Frank Herbert in 1965, who was inspired by the dunes in Oregon State and seeing how the sand shifted all the time which brought to mind about the history of oil, colonialization in the Middle East as artificial boundaries by governing states forced factions to appear. And of course, extracting oil from the oil of the ground caused economic disparities. And there's still a lot of ramifications that have been dealt with since. Dune is set 10,000 years in the future where one planet features the spice that allows for instantaneous space travel as various planets elsewhere rotate to take control of that planet. It's called Arrakis, as an Imperium governs over who takes that fiefdom. One faction is the House of Atreides. They've now taken over Arrakis as the prior rules the House Harkonnen, although since it's taken from a Finnish name in the phone book, it should be Harkonnen, plots to retake control whilst the indigenous Fremen fight to regain their planet and the initial goals to make it more habitable. So we're going to do two shots of Dune here. Of course, part one ties into part one of the 2021 film Dune, directed by French-Canadian Denis Villeneuve, with French-French Timothy Chimelet as Paul Atreides, heir to the Atreides house, but also raised with some extra powers, as he has been bewitched in a way. Also stars Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, just to name but a few. And Dune is scored by Hans Zimmer, who we profiled last week since he worked on the new James Bond film No Time to Die. 
Zimmer grew up as a massive fan of the Dune series, to the point that he opted not to work with recent regular director-collaborator Christopher Nolan and recent films of his like Tenet to specifically work on Dune to realize a childhood dream. He bonded with Villeneuve about their love of the story, tying to where they grew up. In the case of Zimmer, it was in Germany, and for Villeneuve, it was in Quebec. And they've worked in the past together in 2017's Blade Runner 2049, which we profiled in the past year on Exploding Him Movies episode 385 from November that year. Hans Zimmer, was in, in interviews, had said that he wanted to break away from past composition styles to work on an anti-groove, maybe in a case of walking without rhythm, so as to not attract the worm. He spent one week in Utah to incorporate sounds of its desert landscape. He didn't travel to where filming was occurring in Dubai or then in Jordan, partly because Zimmer is working on music nonstop. But at the very least, he started incorporating what he heard in that desert, and then it translated into the music we're about to hear. Along with some electric guitars, some vocals, including some collaborations with Lisa Gerard, whom Hans Zimmer worked with in the past for 2000's Gladiator, we're going to hear some interesting instrumentation here. One thing that's going to jump out are bagpipes, because the House of Trades theme features an ancient and organic vibe. And Hans Zimmer actually recorded 30 bagpipe players in an Edinburgh church, socially distanced, for what was the original release date of last year. But Dune only came out a couple of weeks ago. We're going to begin with a track that refers to the powerful witches that have their own agenda tied to Paul and the Fremen. From the score to this year's Dune, we begin Hans Zimmer here with the Bene Gesserit.
From his score to this year's Dune Part 1, we heard Hans Zimmer first off with Bene Gesserit. Then the drums came in for the landing at Arakeen. Then we heard those bagpipes as part of Armada. And then the men's choir we just heard from Blood for Blood. And behind me, this is something that does not appear on the soundtrack album. It was a single that came out in advance of that release. This is a single called Paul's Dream. And in Zimmer's enthusiasm for the subject of Dune, he released two other albums with music during that composition session. One's called The Dune Sketchbook, and the other The Art and Soul of Dune. Dune Part 1 needed to be a, success, be a success before work could start on Part 2. So far with the initial box office and critical reaction, it's been positive enough so that Dune Part 2 is now a go. So perhaps we'll get to see more of what uh, Zendaya's character, along with Javier Bardem and Dave Bautista, are up to. Target date for that release is 2023. Production has to start there. The good news is that Hans Zimmer has already started with a lot of the music for that. As part of his enthusiasm, he has an hour and a half's worth already to the point that director Denis Villeneuve said, please stop, but see what unfolds there. Otherwise, also coming up is an HBO series tied to the strong female characters. It's called The Sisterhood. Don't have a release date for that quite yet, but it ties into what Villeneuve thought about with regards to Dune to question some of the material. He wanted a strong female presence there, and that's something that was always in the novels, based on folks like the Bene Gesserit. And then he also wanted to tweak the idea of the white boy savior. So I'm curious to see what happens as the Fremen come stronger and hold. I will note that Zimmer's score does have a few detractors as it plays up with the usual westernized mythology of what Middle Eastern and Northern African music is like. It's part of the reason why I highlighted some music from the former beforehand to establish the mood of it. Hans Zimmer is also going to be heard in this year's film, The Unforgivable, and then 2022, he's part of the Top Gun sequel, Maverick. And Zimmer listened to a lot of music associated with Dune and its world before, including some Pink Floyd and then some Klaus Schultz, but there's one specific thing he did not listen to, and that's what you're about to listen to after a short break here. How'd it go? Are we down with them? No. They must have seen you. I don't have any friends and you can too. Tune into Teachable Moments on 101.9 FM every Tuesday at 4 p.m. if you're a f***ing dork. I specifically said no geeks. But my mom says I'm cool. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7.
in the background. This is Emmett Chapman from his 1985 debut album Parallel Galaxy. This is Backyard, which gave name to his record label that he released his music. Emmett Chapman invented an instrument called the Chapman Stick. You may have seen some folks play it. Just imagine an upright string instrument, similar to a guitar or bass, but instead of having to fret something and play it, you just tap it with your fingers. So the idea of its shape is that you can play both hands at the same time, tapping music, so you can have some polyphony. Chapman was a jazz guitarist who came up with that free hands movement of playing. He started a company called Stick to sell his instrument in 1974. It's been quite popular, definitely very proggy in many ways. Emmett Chapman died at his home in Los Angeles on November 1st this year after a long battle of cancer. He was 85 years old. And this song, when slowed down a bit, was used when Patrick Stewart, who portrayed Gurney Halleck, the weapons master, playing a Dune instrument called the Balisette. And in the extended cut of the 1984 version of Dune, you can see him play very awkwardly as everyone's jamming out to it. And yes, this Dune in 1984 is directed by David Lynch with Kyle MacLachlan making his film debut as Paul Atreides. A lot of famous actors appeared in this version of Dune, expecting it to be the next Star Wars. But as I'll explain, things did not come as planned. Dune, that Dune was scored by the band Toto, studio session musician rock band formed by David Page and Jeff Picaro, famous for backing many acts during the Yacht Rock days, also helping out with Michael Jackson with his 1982 album, Thriller. They also released their own music, including the unstoppable 1982 hit, Africa. Other hits of theirs include Hold the Line, Rosanna, in 99. At the time they recorded it, Toto consisted of the Picaro brothers, Steve on keyboards, Mike on bass, Jeff on drums, David Pages on keyboards, and Steve Lukather on guitars. Past members of Toto at that time include David Hungate and Bobby Kimball. For the soundtrack, lead singer Fredri- Fergie Fredrickson opted out, and David Page's father, Marty, conducted the Vienna, Vienna Symphony Orchestra along with the Vienna Volks, Volksoper Choir. And Page had a hand in writing all the music except for one major cue and some incidental music to the point that everyone said, Brian Eno wrote the music. No, he only wrote one theme, and that's the prophecy theme, which we're about to hear here as he's joined by his brother, Roger, and the then up-and-coming guitarist producer, Daniel Landois. From the soundtrack to the 1984 version of Dune, we begin with the prophecy theme, and we'll see how much of Toto we get before the jazz show is in 10 minutes.
So from the score to the 1984 version of Dune, we heard a little bit from Brianino, Rogerino, and Daniel Lalua with the prophecy theme. Then we heard Toto with the pro prologue and main theme. In the background, this is Trip to Arrakis, and soon we'll get into Paul Takes the Water of Life. Also appearing in this version of Dune, there's some narration by Virginia Madsen as a character who does not appear so far yet in the 2021 version of Dune. Then you have Sting, you have Dean Stockwell, Max von Sydow, Alicia Witt, Sean Young, a host of other character actors like Jack Nance, Everett McGill, Freddie Jones, Linda Hunt, Brad Dourif. It's one of those things that you think if it had the full three-hour release, it would have been all right. And if you can find the extended version, it explains a lot. But it was edited down to just about two hours, and it did not make a lot of sense. When the moviegoers went to see the film, they were given a cheat sheet to explain what was going on. So yes, it was a bomb, and that was the case also for the soundtrack. Partly because Toto also released their fifth album, 1984's Isolation, at the same time. Toto are still active, though only recently reunited for the second time. They only have three active members now, Steve Lukather, David Page, and Joseph Williams. So no Pacaros at all. And when part two of Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of Dune comes out, likely in 2023, we'll try to feature some of the other music from other Dune adaptations. There's a TV miniseries that came out in 2000. There's some video games that came out. But the key thing I will watch onto was the aborted Alejandro Jodorowsky's 14-hour version in the 1970s. And back in 2013, there was a documentary about Jodorowsky's Dune with its own fascinating soundtrack. So let's try to reconvene when the stars align in a couple of years. We could talk about all that in Dune Part 2. That's it for Exploding Hit Movies for this week. Coming up very shortly, it's the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and it will guide you to around midnight or so, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. Next Monday, I've been teasing this for a little while, so I'm juggling the order a little bit. It's time to get some sparks in your ear. So they were subjects of a recent documentary by Edgar Wright called The Sparks Brothers, and they also provided the script and songs to Leos Carax's recent film, Annette. So we'll take care of that. An overdue country and western episode. Figure that out. Maybe some downtown 81. We'll see. Let's close with some vocal Toto here. And we'll go with a lesser hit off their 1978 self-titled debut. We will not be holding the line. We'll be meeting the Rockmaker. You have been listening to Exploding Amuse here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe during this pandemic. Enjoy your fall reading week, and do remember that Remembrance Day is this Thursday. Go, go, Toto, go.